Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson, and today we're joined by Jane Hogan, the wellness engineer, to help us connect science and spirituality and how we can use that knowledge to facilitate healing. Jane leads us through a beautiful loving presence exercise to allow us to tap into the healing vibration that we all have in our heart, which can allow us to reclaim our health. Jane, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you with us today. Julie, I'm thrilled to be on your podcast and share what I have learned with your audience. And you and I have fairly similar stories. Of course, you know, there's always this crossover and then always a lot of unique travels. But I love starting with, you know, how did you get to be the wellness engineer, because most of us in this world, you know, didn't decide when we were 10 that we wanted to enter the functional medicine space. I don't even know if there was such a thing when I was 10, but I I would love for you to, to share your story with us because it, you know, you know, is close to my heart. And I think it'll speak to many, many listeners. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, they'll they'll understand when I tell my story if they know your story. Yeah, so I was working as an engineer. I had a successful career as a civil engineer, and actually I taught at a college and things going well. And then I had a very stressful year. It, it was a bunch of things one on top of the other, and my health just took a decline. Like in within about three weeks, I just turned 50, and about three weeks after I turned 50. I started getting this migrating joint pain and it was like so bad that my, you know, my shoulder would hurt and my arm would have to go in a sling. And then like the weird thing is the next day it would be the other shoulder. And it's just kind of kept on happening. It was like my fingers, my hands, my wrists, my knees, my feet, and it, it, and my jaw, it just kept on getting like worse and worse. I thought, okay, I just need a vacation and all this to be over and I'm going to be fine. So I went on, I had my summer vacation from, from my job and I thought, okay, like a bit of rest, I'm going to be all right. And nope, I just continued to get worse. And I actually had this big inflammation on my knees and could hardly walk and couldn't, I couldn't make a fist with my hands. I stuck in rooms because I couldn't turn the door handle. I couldn't squeeze shampoo out of the bottle. You know, these are the things I remember now, these functional things that I couldn't do. And I was, it, it was out of control. It happened so quickly. It was in about three months, really felt totally out of control. And I was just coming up to my freedom years and I literally just had an empty nest. And my husband and I had all these plans for travel. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to do anything. I was, and he's not going to be able to travel either because I won't be able to travel. And, and grandkids, like, I'm not going to be able to run around with them and play with them. And I was, I was just really, I was afraid. And 
I started, of course, we Google, right? <laughs> of course, we Google. Sadly. So I started Googling <laughs> and, you know, all these symptoms and it was looking a lot like rheumatoid arthritis. And I had no idea what rheumatoid arthritis was. I didn't know. I wasn't aware of anyone that uh, any of my friends that had an autoimmune condition. I, I didn't even know that rheumatoid arthritis was an autoimmune condition. Sure. Anyway, as I started researching it, it's pretty bleak, as you know, because I'm sure you you did the same thing and Google Julie and you know the the long-term prospects look terrible progressively worse there is no cure the medications had horrible side effects but I I just I didn't know what to do honestly I didn't know what to do I didn't have a diagnosis at that point but my family doctor and I'm, I'm so blessed to have this family doctor who suggested that sometimes joint pain can be related to food or made worse by foods. I'm like, what? Mm. There's no, how can that be related? (laughs) Of course, I know there's a big relationship now. So she said the most inflammatory foods were gluten, dairy, and sugar. So I cut them out, cold turkey, immediately, like within about five days, like big reduction in pain. I was like, okay, this changes everything. Now there's something I can do. And so there was this real sense of empowerment. And so I made a decision like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure this out. I'm an engineer. I figure things out. That's what we do. We problem solve. So I started trying and learning more along the way about, I knew stress had brought this on. So stress had to be related, sleep and movement and all these things. I, I just started doing a whole lot of different things. Not a clue what I was doing. And making, keeping track of things like how my pain levels and sleep and weight and and my mood and all these kinds of things. And I was graphing them and charting them. Sounds like an engineer. <laughs> I know, I know. I was just like, okay, this is a problem to solve. So I just did my problem solving. And so I started learning a lot along the way. By the time I actually got the diagnosis, I was kind of like on my way and doing, figuring a lot of stuff out. But I, what I found, Julie, is that I would get so far and then I would plateau a little bit and I'd have to go, okay, what's going on here? Figure something else out. And then a little bit better and then plateau again. And so I kept on thinking, like, what's going on? I'm doing all the food that everyone says. So by then I was doing like kind of AIP, but I also tried plant-based. I tried, I tried it all. I didn't try carnivore though, but I did try a lot of different things and I, you know, a lot of different supplements and I was researching and all these things. I decided to do become a functional medicine certified health coach. Not that I was actually planning on coaching, but I thought I want to learn more about it so I can help I can understand for myself and then maybe help other people. So I want to get into the emotion side afterwards, but I'll just stop there for now to see if you have any questions about that part. I I don't have questions, but I have, I do want to circle back. First of all, I was diagnosed pre-Google or it may have been a thing, oh. but so, <laughs> and, and I don't know better, worse, you know, I know it's a, it can be a scary rabbit hole, but it also can you know, give you ideas and tools. I love your doctor. I mean, I I love the fact because, and that's where, even though our diagnoses, or at least that was one of mine, were the same. 
again, this is there, there's always overlap and there's always such a wildly different story. You know, I basically, my rheumatologist told me what Google told you, you know, the whole no hope you'll only decline, you know, it's a story. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have that. You know, I kept saying, well, what about food and what about this and what about that? And so I'm so grateful for everybody that you touch. Cause I know you touch so many lives that, you were so quickly just guided in the right direction as a start. And I know, because I know from my story and we have very similar training and, and it's never just one thing and it isn't only diet and sleep and movement and detox, but we're going to talk about you know, you, you really do, I think, focus on, and you correct me, you know, this, the mindset, the mind body connection. I know you do a lot of breath work and we're going to do some of that as we get rolling, but I, I want, so I would love for you, which I think was the next step of where you're going to explain for us. Cause here you are this engineer, Mm -hmm. Right. And this is always, I get really excited. I I've had scientists on and, 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 you know, the, I was definitely one of those people who thought things like mindset and mind body connection and, you know, was all woo woo and, you know, what did it really mean and how does it work? And I didn't understand quantum physics and I didn't understand the body. So explain for us, Miss Wellness Engineer, (laughs) this connection between science and spirituality when it comes to our health. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe I'm jumping ahead. Maybe you want to go back to how you filled in that, that other piece to, to keep you consistently improving, but that that's where I would love to, that's where the gold is. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So yeah, I did have this real sciencey background yet all this I knew was brought on by stress. But I also, interestingly, was trained in Reiki. I had this real interest in the woo. And and I don't know really where that came from. Maybe, like now I believe, soul's calling. But anyway, I had this interest. So I had trained in Reiki. I I I did I didn't practice meditation regularly, but I was involved in a meditation group. And I had done Tai Chi, which is, you know, all about energy moving in the body and so on. So I did have this spiritual side as well. So the science and the spirituality. And I I kind of have come to believe that they're actually the same. They're coming together. So the science is proving the spirituality. So along my journey, I, I came to realize that okay, stress brought this on, stress has got to be something to do with it. I loved all the mind body components in our training. As you know, every month we had a, we had a mind body component, right? And I just loved that. And it really hearing other people talking about it and combining it with the science side really appealed to me. I loved that aspect of the program. And so I started to realize, though, it wasn't just the stress of that that one year. That was, you know, what tipped the bucket over. I realized that I carried a lot of stress my whole life. You know, feelings we have inside about ourselves, what we believe about ourselves. And I, you know, I don't need to get into how that happened. It's just, you know, whatever. We learn things before the age of seven, we take them to be true, and then we carry that through our life. 
And so I didn't have like a, you know, a really adverse childhood or anything like that. But, you know, it doesn't have to be that bad to trigger some of these things. There's a lot of science behind early childhood, uh, adverse childhood events. The ACE, it's called the ACE score and autoimmune conditions. They kind of go hand in hand. I understand it now. So eventually I decided, you know, I'm not that happy with my job and I want to follow my soul, what I believe is my soul's calling now, and that is to help other people get understand that they are empowered in their health. Because what I realized is that we are a physical body and it's in an environment, but we are in control of that environment. And the environment does include food. It does include movement. It does include, you know, the toxins or lack of toxins. It does include the relationships it also includes our thoughts, right? The thoughts that we think and so on. So this, though, the thoughts that we think affect our physical body. Yes. Deepak Chopra has said this, the mind creates the body, yep. which is very interesting. Quantum physics tells us that everything is energy. Yep. Everything yep. is energy, including us. We are actually energetic beings compressed in physical form. So what's we should have energy flowing that's you know the chinese medicine the yoga talks about that right prana so we should have this energy flowing and when this energy isn't flowing that's when we get disease or pain or you know we don't even have to label it as anything it's just energy not flowing like it should and to me it seems very clear now and so one of the things i do is help people get that energy flowing again and numerous ways to do that the breath is one the breath represents energy in our body so I love starting with the breath and in fact i think if you're not if you're not working with the breath nothing else really matters like you can't ignore breath work and and how we're breathing i mean even when it comes down to for example, eating our food, if you're eating the healthiest food and like shoving it in and feeling like really crappy while you're eating it, it's not going to digest. You're not, you're not, you're going to be in a state of uh, a state of fight or flight, you know, that, that sympathetic state instead of the parasympathetic state where all the healing happens. So we got a physical body, we have an, an energetic body as well. And that energetic, it, it dictates our physical body. It's our physical bodies is a, a representation of what's going on in that, in that energetic body. Wow. There's so much to unpack there. I want to circle back and I love your evolution and my, you know, the, the, when I first started coaching years ago, it was, you know, the first thing I did with everybody was diet, you know, like, what are you eating? We need to, and now I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yes, in the same because way, Julie. I, as we have both learned, the mindset piece and the breath work and the energy is a. It's essential, but also I always joke I was so fortunate because I too was healing on my own and trying and doing, and this would help a little bit and that would help a little bit. And, you know, what's next and what else can I do? And I I say to so many people, I'm so fortunate that just my, the two things that really started to move the needle for me to even clear my brain fog enough to learn more were diet and meditation, like regular, not dabbling, true Mm -hmm. dedicated meditation practice. 
But knowing what I know now, I'm so fortunate that I even got the needle to move as much as I did without, you know, adding in these other pieces. And so I too now, I mean, we start there because then it's exponential. Then all that other stuff really can create big shifts. Mm. Um, and I love the the science behind it. You know, all of the modalities you just mentioned are thousands of years old. Yes. Thousands yes. of years old. And yet, you know, now we are, you know, finally have some data to back it up. I'm like, but people knew this, you know, yeah. living on the mountaintops ages ago. And it doesn't matter if it's, you know, yoga or acupuncture or Tai Chi or, I mean, you name it. It, it basically is all energy movement, you know, a lot of different words for the same thing. And, and they, so, com- they all complement each other. They're not in, in disharmony with each other. They, they complement each other. It doesn't matter what you do, what you do as long as the energy is moving and you're feeling good. I think people don't realize how important the feelings are because feelings are actually, well, feelings come from our thoughts. Our th- right. Thoughts create the emotions, feelings. The feelings, I, I see feelings as there's an emotional component, but there's a physical component. Feelings create vibration in our body. And so if you think about it, you feel differently inside when you're feeling like love and joy than you feel when, if you're having the emotion of sadness, right? It just physically is different in your body. And so that is the response. And if we're, if we're in a state that's not a harmonious vibration, if we're having that emotion that's not creating a harmonious vibration, all of our cells, they have receptors on, on our cells that, that they're picking that up and they're like, okay, trouble out there. You know, let's, let's not, we, we might need to go into battle or something like that. So our cells like really respond to that. And so our cells... They're creating the DNA to create new cells. So that our new us is created from these vibrations. (laughs) But what's really hard, and I, I understand this, and you probably see this with your clients too, Julie, is that when you are, when you get a diagnosis like that, it's very fearful. Yes. It's hard. And when you're in pain, that's very upsetting. So it's it's very hard to to not feel those negative emotions when you're in that state. So that's where the real work is. That like that is where the work is, right? Absolutely. Is, and yeah. you you mentioned earlier, you know, this the power of the thoughts and it's the thoughts we're aware of and the thoughts we're not aware of, right? Yes, and there's those and, too. I always say, you know, that you talk about, you know, how, how we are forming, <laughs> informing before the age of seven. And it is the same process of our body believes our thoughts as truth. It hears them. It believes them. they could be, we could know as we're thinking it, it's not true. It doesn't matter. The body just hears that and takes that on as truth. And then, as you said, it creates that state. And so there is so much power in that people say, well, oh my gosh, that's a right. I'm well, I'm in pain and I just got a scary diagnosis. And, you know, you want me to change my thoughts. You want me to, you know, I am in pain. Yeah. How, how, how do you expect me to do that? And, and so the, the good news is we can use that information to plant new thoughts and to, and to do the work, like you said, to get that energy flowing and 
you know, dislodge those blocks and get that healing started. Mm-hmm. And I know when you talk about energy flow, as you said, one of the things that you do with your clients and focus on is breath work. And, mm-hmm. and we're going to focus on breath work for healing. But I was just had a conversation this morning, it had nothing to do with healing, <laughs> nothing to do with, you know, everybody thinks, well, I breathe, right? We, we breathe. But I was having a conversation about scuba diving because I'm in the middle of working on my open water certification and, and was talking to somebody this morning who was saying, Oh my gosh, I love scuba diving. It's so peaceful. And then he chuckled and he said, well, once you learn to control your breath, like, I mean, and that is the whole, it was such a, a beautiful analogy for, I didn't, as you were talking, it was piecing together for me. I don't know if you have ever scuba dived, but so then, you know, when you don't control your breath, you know, your breath affects your buoyancy. Yes. So you think of if your breath is out of control and then you're moving around in the water and then that's starting that stress response, it's the same thing. And so, yes, obviously anybody listening to this is breathing. (laughs) We know you're breathing, but we aren't breathing well. We aren't breathing fully and we aren't using breathing as a tool to move energy intentionally. And I believe that Jane is going to walk us through how to do that a little bit today. Mm, yeah, I'd love to. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Yeah, the the Brett, we are terrible breathers. There's yes. a there's a quote. I've just finished reading Breath by James Nestor. Like it's nothing to do with the woo. It's all about the science. So right. I highly recommend that book for people to read just because we are, a lot of us are mouth breathers. We're we're breathing too quickly. We're taking in too much oxygen. There's a whole thing around that. You know, we don't want to take in too much oxygen. It's it's a bit of a, it seems like an oxymoron, but we need the carbon dioxide to shuttle the oxygen into our cells. And if we don't have enough carbon dioxide, it doesn't happen. So, so yeah, this is quite interesting, but I like, I like to use the breath to, to, create an emotional state in the body and to really kind of get it, get it moving. But I really would love to do a practice with your audience today, Julie, on creating like a loving presence in their body. Yes. The reason (laughs) I love this one, I love this because, well, when you create a loving presence, you're creating a vibration that is a very healing vibration. Uh, We're going to use the heart. The heart is the most powerful electromagnetic organ in our body, it sends out a signal like at 10 feet away from us, which can be measured with instruments we have now. I mean, who knows really how far it goes. So we are sending out this signal all around us. And I I love this tool as well, because you're creating it yourself. You can create yourself anytime. And so getting back to before I start, I'll just want to talk about how when people are in pain or when they're feeling all these fearful emotions, if we can get a little break, like just give your brain a little break so your body can get back into that healing state. And that's what you discovered like with meditation. Sure. So meditation can do it. You can do it with, you know, some other thoughts. You can do it with breath work. But any of these things where you just get that little break and then in that moment, you're okay. And then you string together a bunch of those like pearls on a necklace. And then you can gradually have longer 
and more frequent moments like that throughout your day. And then, you know, eventually it's get, it just gets better and there's more and more and it gets easier then to be in that state. So I like to think about it like that, like the pearls on a, on a necklace and stringing them together. I love that visual. It, it's so many, and I, I will say of us, I was going to say of our clients, but even of us, you know, I was, I declined for over a decade and I certainly was in a place where I was so stuck in that loop you were just describing that I, I hadn't, I had lost touch with what does it feel like to be in a parasympathetic state? What is that healing state even feel like? And I will tell you from experience, as I'm sure Jane can attest to, as you string those pearls together, eventually you get to live in that place. And it is, yeah. it's a beautiful place to live. So, and it's actually a choice. It's a choice. Yes. yes. And I will use the word you alluded to you doing something like this breathwork technique is it, it's power, right? You said we can do it ourselves. And yeah. I know you and I both stand for you know, taking your power back because we can heal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So many stories. I think people hear stories like your story, my story and other people, then it helps with the hope side. So yes. at least that takes them out of the despair. And, and that was something I did in the beginning too. So that's why it's, it's important what you and I are doing. All Absolutely. right. So <laughs> let's do this. So I, if you're driving, obviously <laughs> uh, you might want to pause and, and do this afterwards. But what I'm going to ask you to do is just sit comfortably in your chair and let your feet rest on the floor and your hands rest on your lap. You can have them palms up or palms down and then just gently close your eyes. Breathing in and out through the nose. Just begin to notice your breath. And see if you can breathe lower down. So think about breathing into the belly area. And then then your chest. And exhaling. Might help if you straighten your back a little bit so you can get that breath into the belly. And then into the heart. And now I'd like you to imagine that you are filling that heart up with the Beautiful breath that you're breathing in. So filling the heart and the space around the heart. With every breath you're breathing in. Filling up the heart and making it bigger. And now bring to mind a person or maybe a pet or a place or a time when you felt love. And now feel that feeling in your heart. Breathe into it. Notice how good it feels. 
And now imagine that as you breathe in with every breath, you're going to make it a little bit bigger. And imagine on the next breath that it doubles in size. This feeling of love. And now on the next breath, imagine that it's filling up your entire body. And now imagine that it's going even beyond your body, outside of your physical body. This feeling of love just radiating from you. And see if you can double it again. This beautiful feeling of love. See if you can even fill up the room that you're in. This big, big feeling of love. Just for a couple of breaths, just really feel how good this feels. Last breath in and exhale with a sigh. Before you open your eyes, twist your body around, like twist your spine so you look over to the right. And then twist your body around, twist your spine so you're looking over the left. Coming back to the middle. And now slowly open your eyes. That was amazing. It was amazing. I love it. I love, I do something very similar with my clients and um, just getting into that heart space. Again, it goes back to so many people haven't been there in so long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as you know, there's a lot of science behind it as well. So, you know, if you like the science, that's good, but it really, it really helps your body on all levels. It helps all systems of the body. And uh, it just gets you right into that parasympathetic state. And that's the only state where healing can happen. So that's why it's so important to get in that state as much as you can. So you can, you can do this anytime. You, each of you who listen to this, you generated that yourself. I guided you, but you can generate this yourself anytime you want. And it doesn't even have to be as long as I just did. You could just, you know, close your eyes or even have your eyes open and just feel that feeling. And the more you can get into that feeling of feeling love and joy, the more you're activating the parasympathetic state and the more you're healing. I love that. 
I always ask, you know, what one step listeners can take starting today. You obviously just gave us that step. I say, I remember when I first started doing heart space work, it was uncomfortable in the beginning. And it took me a little while to feel like I had the hang of it to be able to just drop into that space. So you guys, Jane just gave you such a gift that you could listen to this over and over until you feel like you have it down and want to make it yours. And then you can take it and play with it. You know, as Jane said, anywhere and everywhere. Yes, totally portable and it's free. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you have trouble with, you know, like imagining, just like, just go with it. Just make it up. Just make it up. We're not used to feeling in our body. We're more used to like being stuck in our head, right? So this, it's, it's different for people. And you may, you may notice like I, I know even now I tend to get really tight in my solar plexus area, like just under underneath the ribs. So that's a place I have to consciously, okay, let's just release into that. So if you have areas of tightness, you can even use your imagination to breathe into that. And just imagine, just like we did with the heart, just breathing into the place where you're feeling like maybe pain in your shoulder or a lump in your throat or a headache, do the same kind of thing. It's, it's very, it's fun and powerful. <laughs> it is so powerful. And I just want to tack on, yes, this is such a great way to get into that parasympathetic state, that healing state. The one piece I want to reiterate for everybody is that the body is designed to heal. Um, all these things we were talking about, this is the basis. And we know this again, based on science. And so, but we do have to be in that parasympathetic state in order to do that. So I'd like to just add to that all of the, any pain that we have or disease, it it is actually our body calling for our attention. It wants us to give it its attention like this. So it's really a a gift. So I know it's hard to accept pain as a gift, but it is a gift. It's calling you telling you where you need to pay attention. So, and when you can reframe it like that too, it makes it a little bit easier. And I, I honestly see the whole, the, everything I went through as a gift that was absolutely. leading me to my calling and my purpose. So I know you probably feel the same. I way. absolutely do a million percent. So <laughs> aren't yes, we lucky? Aren't yes. we lucky? <laughs> and and we, we both know too, as you said, that the pain is information. Those symptoms are information And what I found and see all the time is that it does start as a whisper. And if we don't hear the whisper, it gets louder and louder. And, and so this, this tool is such an amazing tool to just stop it in its tracks, turn it around and get that healing started. Mm -hmm. So I thank you so very much for sharing that powerful exercise with everybody Before we wrap up, where can listeners find you? And I will have links in the show notes as well, but what's the best place if somebody was that really resonated and somebody wants to really get a hold of you, where, where should they go? Well, they can go to my website, janehoganhealth.com. And uh, right on the first page, there's, uh, they can do this download. There's three audio files, so they can get that if they would like to. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Twitter and Pinterest and LinkedIn. If they just search Jane Hogan Health, they'll find me. Wonderful. Jane, thank you so much. You shared such amazing gold with us today. And again, I cannot encourage listeners enough 
to use that tool. It is a gift. It's a it's a gift from Jane to you, to your body. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, for, it was my great pleasure, Julie. Thank you so much. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guest. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.